It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC. And Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, thanks for joining Cats and Cosby. I understand you've got uh, some big news that just happened there on Capitol Hill. Yeah, so um, right now um, the House is passing my legislation that would cancel the lease at Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn that houses uh, migrants. As you know, there's been a lot of community opposition to this, local bipartisan opposition to this, and yet the governor and the mayor and the president entered into this deal without actually doing any environmental review, without uh, following the uh, national required laws as you would have to uh, to have this type of agreement. And so I have put forth legislation. I'm just happy to say not only did it pass, it passed with bipartisan support. And so there's no reason for Chuck Schumer to not take up this bill. He can help his borough of Brooklyn and his city that is facing this migrant crisis uh, and we can end this today and we can also, uh, by the way, the bill also goes as so far as to prohibit uh, any federal parks, any federal lands under the Department of Interior to be used as migrant encampments. Uh, Nicole, you were a brilliant legislator in the Assembly. You got so many things done, caught so many problems that were in the, in the, in the legislation, which you were, and you're once again in Congress, same thing. Beautifully done. Well said, right, Ed Cox. <laughs> Well, look, it is, it is important. Uh, as you know, uh, we have a lawsuit to stop what is happening. Um, and it, look, it's important. Why? Because it's absolutely unsustainable. The mayor is now saying he's going to do a 15% across the board cut of city services. He is not going to hire police officers or school safety officers. We are already down 6,000 fewer cops today than we had on September 11th, 2001. Uh, so this migrant crisis that was self-inflicted by the Biden administration nationally and Mayor Adams locally, because as I said, he continues to misinterpret the right to shelter law uh, and offering free housing and services to these citizens of other countries. It adds insult to injury that he's cutting those same services for New Yorkers. It makes absolutely no sense. We've got to put an end to it, and this is the way we can send a strong message to the mayor to stop misinterpreting the law, and also to the president and to Schumer to pass our Border Security Act. We, we are a nation of immigrants. We are a welcoming city, but people have to follow the proper process. And when you have 120 different countries represented at the southern border uh, and the asylum law says you have to go to the next safe country, does it, does it make any sense if we are only bordered by two countries? So we, we, we want to increase visas for people to come legally and work and have opportunity. But what is happening at the border is a disgrace and it's unsafe. And we're, we have people that are entering the border, um, gotaways that we know, 1.7 million of them. that We don't know who they are, where they are, what their intentions are. The drug cartels are smuggling each and every one of these individuals, by the way, into the country. They're being paid um, by these individuals to get smuggled here. And it's a major problem. And it's the fentanyl that's killing our young people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Congresswoman Melia Talk is, in fact, one of the lead stories in the Post today was talking about this 94-year-old U.S. Army veteran uh, who's furious at this assisted living facility in Staten Island. It's the Island Shores residences because he said he was given like a very short notice. He and all these other veterans that were staying there, the you know, seniors, uh, some of, I think, America's treasures, said, get out, and then the next thing they know, it's filled with migrants. I, I mean, where are our priorities? 
That's absolutely right. And I actually broke that story a, a couple of months ago. I'm actually working on trying to get the Veterans Affairs Committee here in uh, Washington to do an investigation on how these veterans were being treated. Um, but the reality is, is they were kicked out from that facility along with other senior citizens. And then, then Homes for the Homeless, who's the operator of that assisted living, turned around a month later and entered this sweetheart deal with the city um, to house these citizens of other countries. And they're making about $20 million to do it. So the city incentivized these individuals, um, this organization, to kick these seniors out. It is so wrong. It is so disgraceful and so backwards that we have to continue to put the pressure on the city and highlight these examples. So we're abusing the poor, we're abusing the veterans in favor of um, migrants from Central America, South America. I mean, shouldn't the American people come first? Yeah, John, look, obviously not only should the American people come first, but you're an immigrant. My parents were immigrant. Immigrants have been coming to this country for a very long time. And guess what? No one ever paid for their housing. Nobody paid for their college tuition. Nobody paid for their legal services. They did it themselves by sacrificing and working hard. And that and they waited in line and they did things right. I have I have people who I'm helping right now and I'm proud my office has helped a hundred people roughly become United States citizens from many different countries. Um, and we do that as a service because these individuals are here legally, they've waited in line, they've done everything right, and they've got caught up in red tape and bureaucracy. Um, what I'll tell you is that now these applicants are being shoved to even further down the line because the president is prioritizing people who are coming over the border and those asylum cases are being heard first. That is wrong when you have somebody who followed the rules and did everything right now. It's been waiting for five years and you're going to tell them they got to wait longer because you're prioritizing these people who paid the drug cartels to come over the southern border. Yeah, by the way, uh, did you see this, uh, Congresswoman, too, that now they've only had about 3,000 migrants essentially apply for work. Remember, they all kept saying, oh, the reason we got to get them, there's been a 100, I'm talking about in New York, there was 133,000 that have come through Manhattan at least, and only 3,000? I mean, this is crazy. And by, by the way, the city council wants them to be able to vote in municipal elections. Right, Nicole? Uh, that is right, and I should have more on that, actually, in the next couple of days, uh, so stay tuned on that one. But the reality is you're right. Uh, Bill de Blasio did pass a law, and uh, we sued in court. We won, and then there was an appeal. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think we uh, are digging into this even further and finding out what the city's trying to accomplish here. So um, I, I, I just think it's just outrageous. And what we really need right now is for all your listeners to call Chuck Schumer's office. We need to really really light up those phone lines. And he needs to hear from the people of Brooklyn. He needs to hear from the people of New York City that they have to pass this bill. It was passed again with bipartisan support in the House. There's no reason why Senator Schumer should not do what's right for Brooklyn and for his city. If you have if you have Democrats in the House voting for it, he should bring it up to the floor for a vote, too. And the only reason he wouldn't bring it up to the floor is because he wants to continue this crisis. And he knows that these bills would pass. The Border Security Act that we passed in May that would revert back to the Trump administration's policies would pass if it went to the Senate. So, so these are the reasons, real reasons why Schumer won't allow him to come to the vo- vote, but to the floor for a vote. He's afraid of the outcome. So for a senator who's always talking about democracy, let it take place. Allow a vote in the Senate. Nicole, one last question before we have to take a hard break. 
congestion pricing. They're moving at a hundred miles an hour to to stick and stick a another uh, knife in in Manhattan. What do you what say you? Well, look, we're continuing to fight this as well. Uh, we're using uh, legal and legislative tools to do so. But this is the bottom line. And that report that came out yesterday and said that our governor and our mayor and their appointees, all right, are supposed to be looking out for New York. And what do they do? They said they're going to give a discount to New Jersey drivers coming over the Holland uh, and Lincoln Tunnel. What about the Staten Island people after go over the Verrazano Bridge and have to uh, have to take that, pay that toll? How about to for me? I got to go from 65th Street to below 61st Street. I got to pay another fifteen dollars. Oh, that's for a lot of money for you, John. Yeah. For passenger, John. <laughs> We don't feel bad for you there, John. So. Yeah, well, I know. I was Governor, say. I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up. We can split to fifteen dollars. You got there it. Go. And actually, I think it's per passenger. You are a business split to man. Make a deal. <laughs> but look, it's really unfair. We're going to continue to fight it. Um, it's stupid. Look, it's, it's putting another nail in the coffin of New York. Yeah, and drivers can't afford it. Right. It's now. really, really stupid because they're taking it from the MTA that has a zillion dollars, and right now, New York City. Manhattan especially is suffering. To this cover is, the fair beaters. This is a, listen, this is yeah. a, nothing but cover, a revenue. Cover the fair beaters. Yeah, this is a right. revenue grab by the MTA. Yes. Let's be clear. And a war on cars. And the war on war cars. On, and just enforce it, it against the fair beaters and get some money that way. Give me a break. Yep. And Thank you, Nicole. Yeah. If the subway safe, more people will ride it, you'll get more revenue. I, yeah. By the way, I just got off the subway. I said like 10 prayers, but anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole Mayotakis. We'll catch up with you again real soon. All right. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.